0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of One on One with former Chiefs Jeff Allen and Mike DeVito. 17 years of NFL experience between them, including eight with Andy Reid. One on One is a weekly show from a couple of guys who know what it's like to step on the field for Chiefs Kingdom and can share stories you've never heard before with a perspective you can't find anywhere else on a weekly basis. One on One is proudly presented by Cookie Society. Don't forget to hit that follow button so you don't miss anything from the highest ranked Chiefs podcast network of 2022. And now... The latest episode of One on One with Jeff Allen and Mike DeVito.
2: What is up, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome back to One on One, a KC Sports Network podcast. I'm your co-host, Mike DeVito, here as always with the legend, the Super Bowl champion, Jeff Allen. And we are here to bring you all things Chiefs football from a player's perspective. This podcast, as always, is brought to you by Cookie Society Cookies. Thank you to our sponsor, Big Jeff. We're going to jump right into it. Right into it, baby. Right into it. Broncos game this is I've, I saw this with the Bengals we had Mark on last week we didn't get to talk about it that much but I saw you know social media was really upset and the different every, I mean just not just social media but media in general was upset with the, the Bengals loss what the heck's going on with the Chiefs yeah. I know you and I weren't as worried about that it seemed like it's a tough team it's these things you know go back and forth we'll see him again in the playoffs That seemed to roll over again into this week. Again, the social media backlash with the win, with the win at Denver, and the biggest thing being sort of being up twenty-seven to nothing, and then Denver coming back. Now, I have my thoughts on this big picture. I'm not too worried, but why don't we start with you, Big Jeff? What do you think? Is this is this something that we should be worried about? Uh, What's going on here?
3: I'll start out by saying it's not a big deal. So everybody relax. Right. But I love the I love the enthusiasm. I love the standard. Um, the bar is high in Kansas City now. It is. And, and it's not just about winning games. It's about winning games in the fashion that you should win them when you're playing bad football teams. Right. Especially with what we're trying to do. And I think the biggest disappointment, um, not only from the fans, but um, was just how sloppy we were offensively. And, and it, Patrick was the first person to raise his hand and take the blame um, with some of the turnovers. But I think it's been... A theme throughout the season, it's particularly on the edges with um, with a little bit of pressure. And I think we can get a little bit better on that, that end of it. But with all that being said, this is a great football team, Super Bowl mm. caliber football team. Mm. It's tough to win games in this league, even with some of the worst teams. The worst teams on a good day can beat you. And right. Russ looked really good that game defensively. Um, we could have done some things here and there, but they did a really good job. Um mm given the circumstances and the situations they were put in from due to the offense.
2: Yeah, yeah, turnovers are tough and and uh, we've talked about the correlation between turnovers and and points. So I'm not, I'm not super worried about it. I think that one thing we have to recognize this late in the year when you're playing a team like Denver who is a divisional team, like rivalry team, plus the fact that this is their Super Bowl like yeah. there's there's no playoffs for them, but once the season's done, it's done. So when you get to this time of the year, these teams can be dangerous because that coaching staff, they want they're fighting for their jobs. They're those players, they're fighting for their jobs. And you know, to have a shitty season, but to beat, you know, but hey, we beat the Chiefs. You know what I mean? They came in here and we were able to beat them. Yeah. That's something that everybody can sort of hang their hat on. So I think what we have to recognize is, you know, these even though these are bad teams well, Denver and then what we'll get into everybody moving forward, Um, there's still – this is still the NFL. And um, these guys, Kansas City is going to get their best shot every single week for these teams because, again, this is their Super Bowl. This is these teams' Super Bowl. If you can beat the Chiefs, you really have something on your resume at the end of the season to hand to an owner or to a coach or whatever and say, hey, look what – we were able to get this done. And so I think it's just important to recognize KC is not – you know these teams aren't just going to roll over because they're bad. They're not only are they not going to roll over, they're going to give Kansas City everything they got. And I think you saw some of this. I mean, you had mentioned before, uh, this is what you thought to be Russell Wilson's best game, Yeah. right? And it, it, is it surprising that it came against the Chiefs? No, I, mean, I,
3: expe- I expected it. <laughs> right. It's always right. like that. I mean, they're the king of the hill, um, especially in the FC West. I mean, this is their division. It's going to be seven straight AFC West titles. So you're going to get the best <clears throat> shot from every single team, especially when we are playing in the division. Everyone's done it for you during the offseason. Every GM, every owner, they're constructing a team that beat the Kansas City Chiefs. So right. they may look bad against other teams, but they're damn well going to look good against the Chiefs because that is the standard in the AFC West, and that's who they have to beat. So everyone's right. constructing their teams to beat the Chiefs. In um, the AFC, not just the AFC West, but in particular in the division, it's very important that you match up well against the best team, and that, that's the Chiefs.
2: That's exactly right. Uh, now, uh, a word of caution. We've talked about it before, Jeff. This time of year, <clears throat> you know, you're getting – everybody's a little bit more tired. Uh, you know, it's getting dark out late, the holidays, family in town. Yeah. You just, you know, you can't recoup. One of the differences from when, you know, when we were there, K- Jeff, but, you know, we, earlier in my career that is not the case now is if these little things that we saw on Sunday that are causing, you know, some of the, 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 the missteps on offense, some of the missteps on defense – you don't want to get momentum going in the wrong direction there. It was, yeah. And I'm talking not just with winning and losing games, but specifically with technique-wise. Um, and I'll, let me tell you, so back in 2010, I was with the Jets, and we, uh, we had one game late in the season where we gave up some runs. We had trouble running the football. And so that Wednesday, Rex Ryan went full pads. And we did nine on seven. We were practicing against double teams, staying low. I mean, we, we had like basically a training camp type practice uh, in week 16 to make sure that, hey, you know, this shit can't fly. We're going into the playoffs. We need to make sure that all the techniques, all that stuff is taken care of. We've talked about, so you can't do that now, right? And so if you get the, this sort of – um, you don't want to sweep these little things under the rug, right? You want to be very – I'm all about being critical with this game when it comes to, hey, fix the little things so they don't become big things because we're right next to the playoffs and the last thing we need is a sort of uh, a slump in any little yeah. – in any one area, you know, where teams
3: can take advantage I, I, of. I wouldn't even call it a slump. I, I think right. – I know. Sorry. In, in, my, in my honest opinion – no, that's – I mean, that's your opinion. I think that it could be a slump, but I think um, this team is bored and I saw some commentators talking about it. This team is, is, is so good. It's been so great historically over the last, you know, five year stretch that they almost know that the playoffs are a guarantee, and right. that they just got to get in there. And they spoke about um, comparing them to Golden State, kind of similar to when they made the run last year and won the title. Mm-hmm. Golden State, um, they've been on this long stretch, almost dynasty like, of they just do enough to get there into the dance, and then they turn it on. And I feel like we're kind of filling out a little bit. I think this yeah. team is, is one is getting a little bit older with the core guys, but, but two, they, they've just done it. They're used to it. The coaches, there's no panic. And I, I think sometimes when there's no panic, their urgency isn't there. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to prove anything. They know they're going to win some games and they know when it comes to playoff time, they know what's at stake and they're going to turn it on.
2: Gosh, he's got, you're so right. And I'm I'm laughing because I know that that uh, BJ and Tucker and our producers, everybody, BJ Kissel and everybody going to fire me because I, <laughs> I don't even know what this would – like, you know, we're, we're here to comment on this from a player's perspective. I have no idea what it would be like to be this team. I mean, every year we get to this point where we still have four or five games left. And the division's and wrapped up. They're wrapped up. They're so used to winning, you know, AFC Championship after Super Bowl, after AFC Championship after Super Bowl. Uh, I, I – like, I can't even put myself in their position because it's just – it's so unique, right? I mean, I, you think of Brady and the Patriots – um, I bet you it was like that over there, but I mean, I can't think of too many teams that have that have had this much success year after year after year. And you know, when, when we were playing, Jeff, I, you now you were a part of some really good teams there. But yeah, I, yeah. I left early, not that the teams weren't good, but like if you if if we there were a couple of times we had it re- wrapped up by like week 16, mm-hmm. and so week 16, 17, the starters would take a rest, and then we'd be into the playoffs. I have never been a part of a team who had it wrapped up four or five games before the season's over. I, so just, you know, these guys are human and it's natural, especially given all the things that I brought up before with
3: the, the holidays, this time of year, you know,
2: to sort of take your foot off the pedal a little bit, to get bored a little bit, which I mean, is really
3: weird. The Denver game was a microcosm of it. I mean, yeah. they kind of let their foot off the gas, gave up a lead. But even with giving up the lead, it was like, oh, we, we're going to crush them. Yeah. drove right down the field, <laughs> scored the touchdown, sealed the game. So there was never any panic, even with them, you know, making a run in that game. Right. But I will say, I agree with you. We need to clean some things up because you don't, you don't want to, you know, let those small things seep through and, and yeah, you can turn it on, but you, bad habits can become norm, normal. So right. Make right. sure we especially clean these things the- up, especially going into the playoffs. Um, just need to see it one or two games. You don't need That's to see it. the entire backstretch. We're back end of the season, but we need to see a one or two games going to playoffs. And, and here's a good team coming up. So we
2: we got the Texans coming up. Everybody's injured. They're trash when everybody's healthy. Yeah. Um, this is going to be a sort of mental test for Kansas City. Definitely. Right. I mean, again, even though they're banged up, these are still NFL players. Um, you know, I I'd love to see them go out and be a little bit pissed about some of the talk. A little bit pissed about the the Bengals loss. Still a little bit pissed about not smoking the Broncos. Is as uh, much as everybody hoped they would, uh, and go out and just put it to Houston, right? I mean, and this is something that the Patriots, I always thought, weren't great at. Th- this was a team that, you know, I'm talking about New England when Tom Brady was there. This was a team that it didn't matter. You know, I was with the Jets. We were 4 and 12. They were going to kill. I mean, they were coming out to kill us. This team was coming out, and Bill Belichick had them ready every game. Like this was the most important game. And boy, that they, I mean, they very rarely took their foot off the gas. Kansas City with their foot on the gas, they're unstoppable. Yeah. Unstop- so they should just go out, you know, get get some of the aggression. Let's let's shut up some of the talk, you know, and put the put it to these guys. Because this yep. team, this team will roll right over. The, the, I, you know, I agree
3: with you. I think yeah, this th- is a good we won the game against Denver, but this is a get back on track game, just like it was after a loss against the Bengals. Right. I exactly. know for a fact Patrick is gonna come out guns blazing. Like a Red Raider, there he is. (laughs) He's going to put up a lot of points, and he's going to play mistake-free football. Exactly. He's going to do what he needs to do to make this offense roll. And defensively, this this team feeds off the offense. I I know Mm -hmm. defense – everyone says defense wins championships. But when this offense is rolling, defensively, they turn it up. They're able to pin their ears back. They're able to rush the passer. And it takes a little bit of pressure off them. They're able to play free. Mm So, um, with all that being said, I expect this offense to come out ready to roll. Andy Reid, Eric bien me, they're going to have a great game plan. The yeah. offensive line is going to roll some guys up. I want to see Isaiah get some more carries, man. Yeah, This kid runs really hard. He got some carries at the end of the Denver game. But this kid's the, he's the type that needs a multitude of carries. You can't give right. him one here and there. He, he punishes the defense. Right. As the game right. goes along, he gets stronger. So I would love to see him get some carries throughout the game, not just in four-minute situations.
2: And we going back to the not to harp on the game too long, but um going back to the Broncos game, there did seem to be a sort of letting off the gas when it came to just calling calling runs. Right? Yeah. I mean, did you see sort of I, I think they had uh, you know they had under a hundred yards rushing. Um now Denver has a good defense, but um any idea is this just you know, was that sort of a mistake you think that to to maybe get away from the run game? I think especially if Pat's throwing interceptions, like just, you know, slow everything yeah. down.
3: Yeah, I think I think we definitely, especially with the game, the way it was going in the second half, first half they came out, didn't matter what they ran. We right. right. They're and I think with the second half, when we started to turn the ball over a little bit, kind of got sluggish. I think we should have went to running the ball. It kind of calms yeah. us down as an entire unit. And offensively, this offensive line is, is suited to run the ball. I, yeah. I, I really mean that. I know historically this is what – you know, the Chiefs' offense does with Andy Reid. I was a part of it. It's it's pretty much all pass. Even when you're running it, it's RPO style. Um, <laughs> and Patrick's going to throw the ball. But I just – with the way this team is set up, I I haven't seen five guys across the board this physical ever. Mm, no. Um, while watching the Chiefs. now I'm not – you know, I, I know you had the Shields and the, and the Waters back in the day. Yeah, I did. I'm, yeah. I'm talking yeah. about modern like In game, our, era. Yeah. our era where they have five guys across the board that physically get after guys the way that they do in the run game. So I feel like we need to feed them a little bit and lean on that because they're depending on how this goes, we may have to be on the road in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And and you want to be able to run the ball, especially in bad weather. And and depending on who gets that number one seed, we could be in some bad weather on the road. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's a, good, that's a good point and something that, you know, we talk about them having the season wrapped up, but clearly that when you look at the Bills' schedule and you look at Kansas City's schedule, that number one spot is still there, and yeah. that is a, obviously a huge advantage. So that should also be in the front of their mind and something that you know Andy Reid and those coaches are echoing like, hey, you know, <laughs> we're, don't pack it in yet. Don't slow yeah, down um, yet we, because this is there, right there. We there's, a lot,
3: there's a lot on the line. They're going to be playing. There's gonna, no one's sitting week right. 18.
2: No, right. no, that's this right. The entire
3: season will be played out. I mean, we're in second right. place. Buffalo's first, 10 and three. Tied, right. same record. They have the tiebreaker. So some things have to go our way, but we got to continue to win football games. and It's going to take mm-hmm. everybody on board. So That's it. That's it, brother.
1: You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network.
0: We'll be back right after this.
2: All right, well, that's really our chief talk. There's not a ton uh, this time of year it starts to slow down a little bit with you know obviously it'll pick back up with the playoffs. but this type of year this time of year with this schedule coming up slow down a little bit, there is some interesting stuff going on off the field, one or at least not off the field, but outside of the chiefs yeah. organization. Um, one that, one sad thing was obviously the passing of Mike Leach, and I know yeah. Jeff, you had some some thoughts on that.
3: Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was sad, man. Um, I don't know him personally, but I followed his career. Um, mm. I was a huge Michael Crabtree friend growing up, mm. you know, watching Texas Tech, Texas Tech, watching that offense and seeing how he innovated the game. Um, mm. He really changed college football. A lot of mm. people don't talk about him when they say the greatest college football coaches of all time, just based off of his wins, um, but his impact on the game. Mm. What he did for the sport of football in general, um, high-paced offense the mm. no huddle, spreading people out, um, his concepts. Um, he obviously was a quirky guy, um, but I love the way his take on football. Um, mm. He thought about it a little bit different. Um, it's almost like the Dolphins coach. Um, mm. These guys yeah, just right. think differently about the game, um, but they bring value to the game because they're doing things that people didn't do before because they're outside of the mold. And right. You can appreciate that. Um, yeah. So I'm really sad, not just you know for him, but his family, mm. um, uh, for his peers, for, for his team his players um it's just an unfortunate situation um and my prayers go out to you know everyone that's affected
2: mm. yeah no that, that is certainly true um just a terrible loss and you know as a player it it's very easy to see a coach even if you don't know him but to listen to a coach speak or see how a coach carries himself and know yeah that's a guy i would like to play for yes and having watched some of the, you know, some of his press conferences again, I didn't, I didn't know him or, or follow his career much, but I did know the sort of quirky stuff that you hit on and, and the, what he was like at the podium and the way he would answer questions. And he just looks like a fun human being to be around. And he mm-hmm. looks like a coach that I would have, you know, liked to play for. And so as a, you know, football community, we, we certainly mourned his passing and we do pray and think about his, his family. Um, so yeah, incredibly difficult. Um, Okay, Big Jeff. Um, another thing going on in the NFL that we've seen a lot of talk about is the faking of the injuries.
3: Yes. So uh,
2: we saw this in the Denver game uh, against. It was against yeah the Denver against Kansas City, right? There was a there yeah. was a looked like a fake. Um...
3: No, it was it was the Cincy game versus Kansas City. Oh, I'm sorry, Cincinnati. Jesse, yeah, that's right. I thought Jesse it was Bates. I, I don't forget this type of stuff. I hate it. You hate it? I absolutely hate it. The reason why I hate it is because. Football is a dangerous game. Yeah. It, and you don't want to cry wolf in this game because guys really get hurt. And and that's the last thing we want to see as teammates. That's the last thing we want to see as competitors. Um, we want guys healthy, and we hate seeing guys go down. But more importantly, as an offensive player, if you're faking an injury to slow down the tempo of the game, that is an advantage for the defense, and it's cheating in my opinion. Yeah. Because we have our foot on the gas, we have you on the ropes, and it's almost like you're throwing in the towel without saying you give up. Right, right. Um, right. And and it it really affects the game. I think Mm. unless you've played offensive football and you feel that feeling of going on the drive and going to huddle and speeding up the tempo and having all the advantage and momentum and someone goes down with a fake injury, you have to huddle back up. They're able to make adjustments, change their personnel, do whatever they need to do. To slow your momentum, um, then you would understand like why I'm so frustrated about this. Yeah. Thing. Well, I have a. <laughs> I know you have a. St- <laughs> I know you have a story about this, Mike. I'm sitting here like I freaking I'm... I freaking hate it, Mike. <laughs> All right. Well, so this
2: was in practice, but the but the story is funny nonetheless. So okay, um, so. I, this was like 2009. I think it was Rex's first year. At, at, at Rex Ryan was the head coach of the Jets, and I feel okay to say this now because he said it on on TV the other day. But um, that year we were play, we played obviously played New England twice. We were also playing the Colts, and this the, both of those teams, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, took advantage of just what you were just saying. So we had our you know, especially in Rex Ryan's defense, we had our big, heavy first and second down defense. And then we had our third down defense, which was like two linemen and all like DBs and outside. I mean, it was, you know, we, it was a big change. When we were, Mm -hmm. when we were changing defenses from first and second down to third down, there was quite the turnover on the field. And so, but New England and Indianapolis would take advantage of this by running the hurry up offense. So they'd run first down. Run second down, and then right after second down, regardless of where they were, they would run right up to the football. They would have these plays ready, and they would catch us in our first and second down packages. So you'd yeah. have, you know, me and Sione Pua, and you know, big exactly
3: huge advantage when you have yeah. Mike DeVito on the field. That's
2: it. I'm I'm playing run <laughs> on, on third, third down, man. Third and ten. I'm playing run. After. I'm like, is it run? It could be run. It's probably run. He's gonna throw it. But I'm, I'm gonna play run just to be safe. Um, so we're okay. So here's the story. So Rex called. He's like, okay, DeVito, we're going to run this play. We're going to call it lobster. And here's what you're going to do. You're going to take a dive. And we're, you know, talking about in these different situations, we're going to call lobster. You're going to take a dive. Now they called it lobster. Cause I was from Maine. Uh, Cause I'm from Maine. So that was the, the lobster Maine. Yeah. Um, And he said, DeVito, you're going to go down and take a dive. And then we can sub in our guys and, you know, get the right personnel on the field. You come out. And at first I was so honored because I'm thinking, dang, I got a play named after me. That, that's cool. But then I realized like, you know, I think a, uh, uh, our defensive coordinator came up to me and he was like, you know, the only reason we called that after you is because you're the guy we can most afford to have off the field for the next play. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> it's no, not cool no, no. anymore. Um, but so, we're this is our this is I'm with the Jets, and I have my best friend Matt Mulligan who uh played tight end in the NFL, he played nine years, uh, and he played with me with the Jets. We're both from Maine, and so we're really close. Um, and in fact, one of the reasons I moved back up here is because he's up here. Um, and so Matt's a tight end, and Matt and I are both incredibly religious, right? Uh, and so Rex calls this play. And uh, he says, "In practice, hey, we're going to run this play. We're going to run lobster. And Devito, you take a dive. And we're just going to work through how we're going to sub guys in and out." I said, "Okay." Now everybody got the memo except for my buddy Matt. Right? He had he had no idea that this was going on. And so we called the play. I go down. I'm faking an injury. You know, we're working on seven guys out. But I'm like, I'm really trying to sell it, faking injury. And my buddy Matt like panics, and he runs over to me and he starts praying. He starts praying for me, right? Like 50-yard line of the jets still, he's praying for me. He's speaking in tongues, he's anointing me with like he's like <laughs> he's going all out for you, man. That's and everybody, a thing. everybody was dying because it was like, Matt, it's it's lobster, like it's the play. Like, what are you doing? You know, and he I just I still give him such a hard time, but it was so funny because everybody was last one, right? The whole place, and he took it so seriously. Um, so it's that's the, the story being, I guess the, the point being, it's good to have good friends. Uh, that's go because he,
3: he's an offensive player and we have souls, man. That's got, right. You guys are soulless <laughs> and gutless. And you would do anything to win a football game, man. That's right. <laughs> faking injury. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, I, uh, listen, I Jesse Bates, the, the Bengals safety that got, that faked the injury, got fined 50K. That's incredible. And, I mean, that's a lot of money, man. I, I don't think you should be fined $50,000 for faking an injury. But I do, I do think you should be fine.
2: What about the um the D the D lineman for the uh, uh,
3: New Orleans? I think that he got fined too. And I, I think they're not only finding the players, but they find the coach.
2: Yeah, I think and it they find
3: the um the team as well.
2: I think it. Who's that? That was Cameron. What's his name? Cam
3: Jordan. Cam Jordan. Yeah, I'm gonna so look it
2: up real quick. The, I think the league, the,
3: league, the league hates it as much as me. The coach got fined a hundred thousand, and the team got fined three hundred and fifty thousand. I think that's appropriate, you know, for the for the team given the. the he revenue. got fined
2: hundred thousand
3: dollars. the coach didn't find a hundred thousand dollars, kind of crazy. Oh, team. oh! The coach should probably get fifty. The players should probably get twenty-five or fifty. No, I don't know, but I, I do think that it should be punishment for it because it, it is it, hmm. it is a competitive advantage when you can do that, and, and yeah. it, tank, it tanks it takes the game. And it, and it's cheating in a sense. Yeah. And I know defensive players, I mean, the coaches know for sure. Maybe when you're the player, if, if you haven't felt it as an offensive player, how it feels when you have the defense on the ropes and how how much of an advantage you have having the same mm. personnel in the field. And like you said, New England, they knew on second down what the third down play was going to be before you right. became third down. You call them right. the huddle. Right. You know, that's a part of our game plan. That is a part of our strategy. And faking an injury is not a strategy. That is right. cheating.
2: You know, um, there was a a, lec- uh, a lecture I was a part of up at the University of Maine, and I told that story. And one of the students that were in attendance said, wait a minute, isn't that, like, isn't that a cheating? Like, aren't you, <laughs> yeah. aren't you cheating? Like, isn't that not a good thing to do? It's and not. I was like, and I was like, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, you know, that was the first time I really thought about it because it's like, well, you do whatever you got to do. But then I was like, <laughs> damn, yeah, you know what? That's... Probably not a great thing to do. Um, so no, I'm I'm with you, and and those fines will certainly get the point across. I mean, you're, yeah, you're not definitely. going to be faking any dives if the team's going to get paid, you know, half a million dollars. Yeah, definitely. Uh, um, but yeah, no,
3: funny stuff. Okay, what do we got, Jeff? Anything else? Yeah, want man, to touch there's on? not much more to talk about. I mean, we yeah, we obviously yeah. like we know what it's about this week. Beat the Texans. Yeah, yeah get a, um, get this stuff right. Keep winning. Do what we have to do to get that number one seed back? Because right, right. now we're number two. We know what it means to get home field advantage, especially in an Arrowhead. We want to host another AFC title. This time we want to win it. We want to win it and go and win that Super Bowl. So um, this is what it's about, man. We're looking – I won't look too far for it, but we know what this is about. This is about the bigger picture. And this is just a stepping stone along the way.
2: Can you imagine the first week off and the road going through Arrowhead to the Super Bowl? I mean that's a that's a beautiful thing as coach. I, I,
3: not just because I'm a Chiefs homer, like obviously I am. I, I love the Chiefs. I'm a big fan. Mm. I'm also honest. This team has everything it takes to win a Super Bowl. Mm.
2: Best is, team in 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 Andy Reid's era, you think?
3: Best team in Andy Reid's era. I would say if they can put it all together, yes, this is definitely the best offensive line he's had. Mm. And I think we've had some struggles this year on the O line, but it, it's not due to talent.
2: No. I no. can tell you
3: that I'm, they, they need to figure it out, come come together. And win. when they do, because I'm banking on it, right? this team is going to win a Super Bowl, and it's going to mm. come down to the offensive line. Defensively in the trenches, they're going to make some plays. Chris Jones, I feel like he's going to go on a crazy run. Mm. And you know Jeff Shradamus is coming back in the playoffs. Come on now. I don't bring him back during the regular season, but no. I'm, war- I'm warming up right now. The crystal dro- ball? Yeah, I'm dropping some gems for you. Yeah. Get excited, mm. Chiefs Kingdom. Mm. Get excited. It's f***ing on.
2: You should record it now. R- write the stuff yeah, down. I, put the I, dates on listen, there so you could say, listen, "Look,
3: I might wear a costume the entire playoff." I, <laughs> <laughs> I am I am dedicated to this. I can fill that's it in my fantastic. I can fill it in my soul. Like I'm, oh, that's great. Patrick is like a fire breathing dragon. Like yeah, I'm watching right. um House of Dragons right now. Oh, <laughs> just, perfect. Like let's perfect. F- go, man. <laughs> yeah, brother.
2: All right, Big Jeff, Chiefs Kingdom, thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you here next week with a win over the Texans as we embark getting closer on this playoff run. And we should all be excited now that we get to see Big Jeff dressed up as Jeff Shradamas when we get into the playoffs. Let's go. Let's go, Chiefs. We'll see you next week.
1: Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network.